Welcome. I'm Sebastian Mafud, and you're listening to WCAT Radio, the on-air wing of En Route Books and Media, bringing you the dulcet sounds of Catholic wisdom. Well, back, everybody, to the Ten Commandments in ten minutes. This is Pat Flynn, and we are on the Fourth Commandment. So, without any further ado, I am going to dive right in. Remember, we are working out of the book What We Can't Not Know, so I'm going to read the passage in there, give Professor Jay Bugieski's explanation, and then expand on it with a few notes myself, and we'll have you out of here in no time, folks, so you can start practicing these commandments. <laughs> All right, the fourth commandment, honor your father and your mother as the Lord your God commanded you, that your days may be prolonged, and that it may go well with you in the land which the Lord your God gives you. Okay, so that's the commandment. Now here is Professor Jay's explanation. The point of the fourth commandment is that parents are God's delegated representatives to their children. To dishonor their authority dishonors the one who appoints them. In the biblical injunction, they are appointed expressly by words. According to natural law tradition, they are also appointed tacitly by the inclination to procreation and care of family, which the Creator has imparted to us. Scholars of the family have slowly, against great ideological pressure, been rediscovering this feature of our design. As two sociologists, as two sociologists observe, excuse me, I have a little burp coming up. Okay. Awkward when giving a podcast. Okay. As two sociologists observe, if we were to design a system for making sure that children's basic needs were met, we would probably come up with something quite similar to the two-parent ideal. Such a design, in theory, would not only ensure that children had access to the time and money of two adults, it would also provide a system of checks and balances that promoted quality parenting. The fact that both parents have a biological connection to the child would increase the likelihood that the parents would identify with a child and be willing to sacrifice for that child, and it would would reduce the likelihood that either parent would abuse the child. So, that's the passage from... The book, What We Can't Not Know. I hope you've been enjoying uh, hearing Professor Jay's take on this. And the reason I, I, I chose this book is because it it ties together the biblical data and natural law tradition, which I think is very useful. So in, in natural law, we can see that things have a teleology. They're, they're aimed or directed. Uh, they have certain dispositions, and we can figure out so much um, of of our moral value and duties and obligations just proximately, just, just from the natural law alone. But then we need the ontological support of God as the foundation for those moral values and duties. And then what the what Scripture does is it, it goes beyond. It, 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 it clarifies and expands what we can know through the natural law. So they never come in conflict. They, they complement each other. And that's why I think Jay's book is really useful. Um, and, and look at... Um, some other uh, important points for the fourth commandment, uh, because uh, not only do uh, children have duties to their parents under this commandment, but uh, parents certainly also have duties to their children as well. So here I'm just going to read right out of the catechism, because I think it's very useful. Um, <clears throat> well, first off, because... so. Uh, uh, this is so this will be from the catechism at this point because parents unconditional love for the children mirrors god's love and because they have a duty to pass the faith on to their children the catechism calls the family a domestic church a privileged community and the original cell of life furthermore the catechism says this commandment requires duties of children to parents that include 
that include brothers and sisters. Sorry, got cut off there for a second. I dropped my phone right on the keyboard, and it just shut off the whole podcast. So yeah, respect toward parents that also flows to brothers and sisters. Number two, gratitude, as expressed in a, in a quote from Sirach. Remember that through your parents, you were through your parents, you were born. What can you give back to them that equals their gift to you? <laughs> yeah, very, very true, isn't it? And look, I get that. I get that this is a hard commandment for a lot of people, especially for people who grew up uh, with, let's say, a strained relationship with either the mother or father or both. Uh, that that can be very difficult. I understand, but it's we still need to honor this commitment and this commandment. Three obedience to parents for as long as the child lives at home when it is for his good or the good of the family except when obedience would require the child to do something morally wrong so of course there are exceptions in extreme circumstances four support that requires grown children to offer material and moral support for their aging parents particularly at times of illness loneliness or distress so when your parents get old you don't just get to you know turn them over to to the state or some home and just you know wash your hands of it and, and be done no, of it and, and be done no you, you have a moral obligation to care for your parents it doesn't mean that you can't have assistance or you can't have assistance but but you need to be involved there is a, a moral obligation for you to be involved in the caring of aging parents okay but um, there are also uh, duties of parents to their children and we will finish with this uh, one, moral education, spiritual formation, and evangelization of their children. So parents have a moral obligation, a duty to to form the conscience of their children, to give them a proper moral and spiritual and religious education. Two, respect for their children as children of God and human persons. So you can't engage in like child abuse. That's obviously wicked and wrong. Three, proper discipline for children while being careful not to provoke them. So again, an intelligent, proper, and appropriate discipline is required, and I'm sure any parent can appreciate that. Four, avoiding partner spouse, which does not preclude parents from giving judicious advice. Okay? So that's, that's kind of an external potential ex warning against a potential negative external influence. Five, being a good example to their children. I mean, your children are going to model you no matter what. So you need to make sure that you're setting the example that you want them to model. Six, acknowledging their own failings to their children to guide and correct them. So we had to do this. Uh, we have to do this all the time uh, with our kids because, you know, we, we are trying to give them a, a good moral f formation and oftentimes we fail. So we have to talk with our kids and say, say, look, you know, we, we know what's best for you. Uh, at least we're trying to know what's best for you. We're trying to give you what's best for you. And we don't always even live up to that own standard ourselves. So you'll have to You'll have to forgive us and pardon us there because we're, we're learning and, and we're still growing too. So being able to acknowledge your own failings to your children is, is a very important part. Um, it helps to, to build trust and, and really, it helps to, to build trust and, and relationship. So that's it. I mean, this, this commandment really is um, the, the anchoring heart of the social order. Right, that's what this is. It, it strengthens relationships, general relationships. It makes explicit the connection between the family and society, a stable society. The family is required for a stable society, and it reveals that the family is both willed and protected by God. So look at that. This is our shortest one. We're done in about seven and a half minutes. Folks, if you are enjoying this quick little Ten Commandments in Ten Minutes series, please do subscribe to the podcast, share it. 
with both of your friends. I'm just kidding. I know you have more than two friends. Uh, but honestly, um, you know, leaving a review, five-star reviews really help with the show. I can't thank you enough. That's the best way to lend your support. If you think what we're doing is important and more people need to hear it, then just head over to iTunes or Stitcher. Leave us a five-star review. Subscribe, share, and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed the program and will join us back for another show on WCAT Radio. This is Sebastian Mafud. Good day.